Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. And just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, thank you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Justin Davis, along with Meals. Meals, what's popping, man? Can we be the end show this week? The end show? <laughs> Can we be the end show this week? Shout out to WWE social media team. Ooh, immediately. <laughs> I don't know if they believe it was a good idea when they sent it. You know what? It's not like it's a bad idea, but... It's not. It's just the not internet, the right. The internet is a very is a place where you could take any sort of idea and you could flip it. Like when people, like when Huffington Post said, "We're going to do an interview with R. Kelly." Let's ask R. Kelly anything. <laughs> Put your hashtag Ask R. Kelly, and Twitter just went amok with it. That's something that could have easily driven off the side of a cliff and ended up terribly. Yeah, it's yeah. especially called the End Show, which is hilarious. Um, it's, it's like. Did Nakamura? I don't remember in that promo if Nakamura actually said it was the end show. Hey, <laughs> then again, I like you know Nakamura. Like sometimes you'll hear him, and it'll, you know I'm not trying to like be disrespectful, but like sometimes you hear him, we'd be like, did he say? Yeah, did he say he drinks Seth or did he dunk Seth? Like I, I was like, if he did say end show, who knows? But anyway, welcome to the A show. This is the A show, not the end show. Don't let Mills fool you. Uh, with Mills and Justin, of course, we are literally as we're recording this, this, this episode will come out on Thanksgiving, uh, day for everyone Whoa. that is eating. Uh, we, we actually debated, I hit up meals earlier this week. Like, should we drop it on Friday? He was like, nah, no, I don't like Friday. Friday. I don't like Friday drops. Fridays are too end of the week. It's already like everyone's on their black Friday wave. Everyone's on their, I'm not even trying to do anything wave. Um, I feel like Thanksgiving's a good day. Um, 
I remember, do you remember the, the Cole Cabana CM Punk podcast had dropped on Thanksgiving night? I remember that specifically. Yeah, it did. It, it did. So we're, you know, falling in their footsteps. That was a great moment in wrestling. Uh, a little bit less, a little bit less to reveal this week. <laughs> oh, okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess we're, yeah, I guess that would be it. Yeah. We don't, we don't have as, as much to reveal, but we do have some things to talk about. Uh, quite a few things to talk about this week. Very interesting week last week and a very interesting follow-up in a lot of ways from Sunday's Survivor Series uh, show and the Survivor Series weekend as a whole. And we're going to get right uh, into all of that on the show, but um, we're, we're coming up on something really, really monumental meals it's our it's our end of the year list i think last year we were very much uh debating these lists last year yeah um god i mean we had a list you know what was crazy it's just i don't even think we had like a solid list of like these are the 10 best matches we just picked matches that were really good from yeah. the year and then but, we did another like, episode just like moments from the year yeah, but like this year we have we've had a whole year of this show. We've had a whole year of matches we've just watched and we have like a better we'll, we'll have a better grasp of like what what to do this year cuz like last year was just sort of like I didn't really start taking notes of what I watched. There wasn't really that many good matches last year. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. It You're wasn't tripping. No, like last year there was three amazing matches from New Japan. There were a couple WWE matches, but it wasn't like to me if you were making a top 20 list last year, after like maybe like 11 you were having trouble like, well, maybe this is good and maybe that is good. Don't get me wrong, people are having great matches. I don't think there is any notable matches from like 2017 besides you know kenny versus um kenny and, and wakata yeah there we go yeah no there are a lot of them I, I think i pretty much have like my top five set i don't know if there's gonna we be five yeah we had five but we didn't have much more than that but i think this year we have way more to offer from i mean just from just from the men the women the tag teams the the nxts the new japans the wwe's the everything outside of that g1s everything like that we just have so much to offer this year yeah, and I mean, we've we watched a fair share. I've, I've watched a lot of stuff. And you watch more than me, of course. I and I've missed, and surprisingly, missed a lot of stuff too. So, uh, I'm going to be catching up for the next couple of weeks on matches that I haven't watched. A lot of people ask me, Justin, how do you find time to watch so much wrestling? There are weeks like this when I am out of town in Virginia, having nothing to do. And how's just, that going? Oh man, it's 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 great. I'm just chilling. I'm just resting. It's, it feels good to rest, you know. That's good. Take it, take it easy, bro. Yeah, I, I feel like I've just been running for so long. I haven't even actually come home. So now it's like cool. I don't. I'm not. I don't have anything like pressing to do. I don't have anyone like breathing down my neck. So mm-hmm. I'm just able to rest, and that's why you know for the actually this is what the second time this year me and you have been able to do a show on East Coast time. We're on the same time zone today. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. We we sacrificed so much to do this show. Man. And it is, you know, I don't regret it. Of course, obviously we don't regret it, but it's so amazing how this show is done every single week and no one even knows. Yeah. Yeah. It's they should just, do a do a documentary on this. We just deliver, bro. We just deliver. That's all that we do. And thank you to everyone who listens thus far. Absolutely. Actually, before we get into Noah's Bart, Mills, are you making your world famous chicken this year? Oh, 
Um, <laughs> you know what? I may have to actually because um, last year my mom was out. Um, went on vacation. She went, went on, on vacation, vacation during Thanksgiving. <laughs> Obviously, did not care about the well-being of her well into her twenties children. Um, <laughs> this year she's working, so I might still have to do it. Who knows? I don't have the ingredients. Obviously, I have not thought about it. Um, but I might. You don't have long. You don't have long. I don't have long. I have literally 24 hours. I'm supposed to go to the supermarket. I know the supermarket is about to be bonkers right now. Like, oh, yeah. It, it's insane. You should do like a supermarket uh, market chronicles because uh, that's going to be real interesting to see. I don't really know how supermarkets in New York work. Um, Probably the same as L.A. I don't know. Nah, it has to be way more packed. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't, but it's like, I feel like LA would be more packed. How many supermarkets you feel like you have? Why are we talking about this? How many supermarkets? We have a lot. We have a lot too. It's, it, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have a lot of them. And also, of course, we're going to talk about this. There's, this is like a very uneventful week of uh, shows. So yeah, we got time to talk about it. Sure. But also, we have a lot. Like, I could count like a Vons, a Ralph's, and a uh, what's the third one in LA? There's a Vons, Ralph's, but I, I know this for a fact. Vons, Ralph's, Walmart, third one. That's all around me. Like the the, the green Walmart, though. The, we the do ones that not have steal. Walmart. We do not have Walmart in New York City. Um, pretty much all the supermarkets are just like very northeast chains. We have Sea Town, um, Western Beef. What? <laughs> uh, this is I'm talking about hood supermarkets associated if that still exists. Um, All like 150 of our New York listeners are loving this right now. Listen, I feel like no we, one, I feel like we only have, we only have New York listeners. I mean, if you're if you're if you live in an area that is so privileged, but there's more there's more of these areas to have a Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. Those things 100 do exist. Those I'm assuming are bananas b-a-n-a-n-a-s oh yes like, yeah i'm assuming those because just on a regular day they're insane um thanksgiving everyone's buying their gluten-free turkey with no you know carcinage i don't know whatever everyone's buying <laughs> their like, incredible turkeys which is i'm not buying a turkey this year i, I didn't i'm against turkeys on thanksgiving. i don't like tur- i don't like turkeys turkeys are too dry for me it's too dry. And everyone's like, no, but it depends how you make it. It's going to be dry the next day if it's not dry the first day. <laughs> Bitch, where's the meat? Yeah, it's going to be dry. Like, don't tell me this. Like, it's going to, if it's not dry today, it'll be dry tomorrow sitting in the fridge drying. Like, it's not that great. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a uh, great, but. And pardon me, pardon me for uh, saying that we don't have, we only have fans in, uh, in new york actually oh, no, if, if you're from if you're from anywhere check in with us after this episode comes comes out tell us where you're from uh if you listen to the a show actually we always want to know like where people listen to the show at and you know who they pass it to in their uh in their neighborhoods and in their you know environment listen tell the whole the streets man come on tell the streets we want to know what the streets is, is saying about the a show hell yeah for sure but let's get into no holds barred for the week post survivor series hangover uh, you know, Survivor Series is going to be uh, in Chicago next year, and it's going to be on th- it's going to be on Thanksgiving weekend next year, which is even more crazy. The day, the weekend after Thanksgiving, or the weekend before Thanksgiving? I think the weekend of it. Thanksgiving isn't on a weekend. 
I'm saying oh, the weekend, the weekend. Of, it, like, of it. Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. Like right. I think I think I I believe I guess it's it, after the Thursday of Thanksgiving. It's after the Thursday, yes. It's that weekend. Thanksgiving Ugh. weekend. Yeah, it's gonna I mean, be real interesting. Actually, it might be an advantage because a lot of people are gonna be off. So there's gonna be a lot more people that could go to the Monday night raw but or traveling the, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. People will do it. For people will do it. They'll do it. Uh, traveling is nah. I, I don't. I, I don't know about like Chicago. It's gonna be like so cold, but like I wouldn't. I I hate cold areas altogether. Like WrestleMania is. Actually, you want to talk about your WrestleMania story from last week? Oh, <laughs> fuck is this? Oh my god. Um, you know what? I pulled up a list of where our listeners are from. I'll share that a little bit later. Okay. But um, WrestleMania. Whew. I went to buy WrestleMania tickets. Um, Last week, it wasn't even, didn't even just start Friday. It started Wednesday. Got past many codes to buy WrestleMania tickets. Um, I don't know if I, I probably turned them down because I was just like, I don't like these seats. I'm a, I'm a yeah. seat guy. I'm a guy who likes to know that I'm going to see the show from wherever I'm sitting. I'm not trying to sit with any obstruction. I'm not trying to sit too far from the ring. I'm not trying to sit. I'm very particular about my seats. It's literally why every time I go to NXT with Carlos, I pick out the seats because I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck. I 100% give a fuck. If it's a house show, I don't give a fuck, (laughs) but I would do. So I was like, you know, I'll wait for the general sale on Friday. Um, I was supposed to pick up, you know, a couple tickets. A couple tickets for for myself and one of our RWC members, uh, Jamal. Shout out to Jamal. I was supposed to pick out tickets. Had the worst experience of my life. And when, I felt helpless because I was literally in a car on the way home. So I had like no service because, you know, when you're driving through the trees and in, in like from Virginia to DC, your service drops. And I was, I tried to get on and I, I was, I was just, I'm not even going to try. One hour of me on the Ticketmaster website trying to check out tickets. They're already gone. Trying to check out t- tickets. They're already gone. And I'm like, why are they still here? Why? Why are they still here if they're gone? Trying to check out tickets. They're already gone. The only ones that are left are way more than I'd pay for, which I don't love WrestleMania $700 worth. Um, I just don't. Uh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I just don't. So I'm. it's very, it was a very frustrating time. Also, you know, it didn't help that. I was like, you know what? If I don't get the WrestleMania tickets, I'll get two pairs of sneakers the following day. And then <laughs> lost the sneakers raffle for the um the rookie, rookie of the year. Of the year. Yeah, yeah. And then for some reason the union ones thing would not accept my card information. They just didn't. It's very That tr- was a mess. That was a mess. It was very triggering for me for someone who has good credit um <laughs> to for something to say like we don't accept your card blah, blah 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 and I was like excuse me, I got a new card. I'm just letting you know. I have a new card now. Um because it's very triggering for as someone from the hood. Um who has pride themselves on having good to, you know, excellent credit um, being turned away like that. So my weekend, I, I just said, you know what? I got to throw my card out. It's not working out. It's just not. Wow. It's not, it wasn't your card. They gave me the same, they gave me the same thing. I sat there. I ended up getting the shoes, two pairs of the shoes. Lucky uh, you. 45 minutes in on two different tabs too, which is in, it's impossible. So don't snitch on me. Whoever's listening to this. Don't <sighs> snitch on me. Uh, but yeah, like, I want the it, shoes. Be, they're, they're, they're restocking. 
I hope so. I, I just, you know no, what? they I, are. The, the announcement, you, the announcement happened. They're restocking on the 24th, I believe. I, I'll just say this. I'll be prepared. Be a little bit more prepared than you were on, on Saturday. You know? I was prepared. I had my card and this is the, I'm, I have now memorized my card number for the first time ever in my life. That's <laughs> from how many times I punched that shit in. <laughs> Okay, okay, let's get into the host bar now. Uh, of course, we're a little bit lax. It's Thanksgiving weekend, so, you know, sorry. Thanksgiving, for, relax, yeah. For the, for the banter, you, you rarely get this much banter from us. You, you, you guys need to get more banter like this from us. Uh, first up on the host bar, Braun Strowman is, is allegedly uh, or apparently reportedly, um, that's three different things that mean three different things. <laughs> and it like, could mean three different things. Relax, <laughs> relax. He's It's my journalist in me. He's reportedly having to undergo surgery for his elbow. Uh, and this could have him off of the TLC card, which they've already booked him for as of this uh, Monday's Raw against Baron Corbin. They didn't uh, have to book him for the <laughs> They didn't have to. I And the thing is, they, they feel as though, according to a report, they feel as though it's touch and go, where it's like he could or he couldn't. But my thing is this. Remember last year he got injured. Yeah. And they tried to work through it with a bunch of smoke and mirrors. I don't think that works this time because Baron Corbin is someone who at least needs a lot more for that match to not be completely terrible. Um, I'd say just leave him off. I don't know if he's getting surgery. He shouldn't be coming back in three weeks anyway. Man. That's just ridiculous. They don't have to have this match. They could literally have Kurt Angle in the match. Kurt Angle is doing nothing. I think it probably will be him. Just like last year, uh, last year at TLC when he, when he had to uh, wrestle with the shield. Yeah, I, I would hope so because Kurt Angle's really doing nothing. To me, it's a no-brainer having Kurt versus Corbin. I don't think we need to save that for any type of big show. I'm personally hoping it's not like, we're doing this at WrestleMania. I don't need it at WrestleMania. I don't need Kurt Angle wrestling a Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. Just say that right now. So I right. hope we get that match. But Braun Strowman being injured, it's unfortunate, especially comes in a certain time where a lot of people are working through injuries. A lot of people have been working through the WrestleMania season, the SummerSlam season. The post-SummerSlam season has been especially rough this year, considering they've been flying across the country, across the world, across the continent. Like, essentially, they've been traveling and they're beat up, banged up. I mean, mm-hmm. one would think, you know. They're saying that Braun. They're saying that Braun has two bad knees that he's working on right now. And if that's the case, sit him out. I bet he's a giant. Every all these giants have terrible knees. Big Show had bad knees. Mm -hmm. Kane bad knees. Undertaker bad hip bad knees. Like there, there has to be some sort of yes. Giants can definitely work, but there has to be some sort of like you know. not procedure, but the way you sort of work them, they have they can't work as um, grueling of a style as you know someone like a Finn Balor or a, mm-hmm. you know a, I was about to say Rey Mysterio, but he you know I wouldn't even Rey Mysterio wants some other shit. Yeah, I wouldn't even do that. So you gotta you gotta treat them a little bit different. Maybe you know Braun Strowman is a special kind of you know event that happens. I mean, you have Drew McIntyre at this point, so I don't even know why they're going with Braun Strowman. Yeah, but I mean, it's heel versus heel, and I don't think Drew have unless he needs like a title shot. I don't know why he would go against um go against Baron, but uh, I mean, it's it's looking dire. And I think I mean, again, with all of these injuries, you look at the the way that they even book like the six man match with the faces. Like those those are the people they consider their top faces outside of um outside of like obviously Seth who is in his own orbit right now with, with yeah. Dean, but it's like, this really does leave a wide open space for Finn Balor. There's like literally the, the only pure face on the show. 
Um, I think yeah, this definitely opens the opportunity for Finn Balor. I hope I'm I'm sure they're hoping Braun Strowman won't be out long, but I hope this definitely presents an opportunity for Finn Balor. It sucks at least like four people have to get injured for him to even get a whiff of a shot. Um, but it, it's something that quite honestly they should just not just accept, but just like try it out. Like, come on. Like, you know it's going to work. So I don't understand why they haven't done it yet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, moving moving on. Uh, th- have you heard about this uh, All Elite promotion that has been picking up steam? I have not. I have not. Tell me about it. So apparently there has been a new trademark set for uh, All Elite Wrestling that has been filed. Um, th- it's based out of Florida with a registered address uh, to TIAA Bankfield, which is the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, Fightful.com, shout out to Sean Ross Sapp, reported that uh, this could potentially be a new wrestling promotion that is run by them. But there's also rumors that it could be the Jim Ross, Chris Jericho promotion that we heard about a couple of weeks ago that we were talking about on the show. So, I mean, this promotion is going to be backed by the Jaguars co-owner, members of the elite like Cody and the Bucks are said to be on board with it. Uh, And it's supposed to be like the the biggest independent wrestling uh, federation out. So, uh, yeah. What do you think, Mills? You think what this is would, a good idea? What would take you to watch a new promotion? A lot in the United <laughs> States. A, a, no, don't even finish. It. A lot. There's so much already. There's there's a lot out there. Um, to me, a lot of the United States, you know, talent has already been poached poach and if they aren't they're already working every other promotion ever (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're not going to see them in roh it's not like do we need any more promotions where we're going to see cody and the bucks like Mm -hmm. (laughs) again we see them in new japan we see them in roh we see them i mean i'm sure he's wrestled for evolve he's wrestled everywhere like it's do we need another promotion headed by cody Rhodes and the bucks like it's a it'll be interesting to see how it goes um but it would take a lot. There's no, like, to me, buzzing. Like, they would have to create, essentially, a whole roster of new stars out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And here's the thing. Even if this promotion is billed as, this is the exclusive, this is the only place you'll see the Bucks and Kenny and whatever, whoever the fuck, who are they going to face? <laughs> who are they going to face? I have no idea. The all Bryan, it takes is all it takes, all it takes is <laughs> all it takes is Paul calling and saying, "Hey, y'all want to come over here to NXT, man? Fuck all that shit." Yeah, and they're and they're gone. So they're gonna be wrestling each other. Like I, I don't know. Like I can't for the life of me muster any excitement for a promotion run by Chris fucking Jericho and Jim Ross. What's the women? What's the women's division gonna be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that oh going to be? Oh my god! It's going to be a bunch of white dudes in this promotion. I'm good. I'm very good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any. There's really no country for a new promotion currently. I don't think the. In terms of that, there's no real stars to create. You would have to really uh-huh. recreate a lot of stars, and you would have to borrow a lot from the past as well, because those are stars that are already established. But it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. I'm not excited for it. Um, you know, see how it they goes. It. Yeah, they can have they, it. They can have it. They'll see how they it goes. Can have that shit. Um, another thing that might be a little bit more uh, 
worrying and concerning. Uh, it's being reported in a, uh, through a lot of sources. I got this from Mike Johnson. Uh, Alexa Bliss uh, is allegedly uh, still not cleared, and she is being thought of as being the permanent GM of Monday Night Raw um, when uh, Baron Corbin, obviously, he's going to lose. He's going to probably lose a TLC, but she's being considered to be the permanent GM of, of the Raw brand uh, moving forward in 2019. Uh, they're saying that the concussion symptoms that she suffered a couple of weeks ago, actually a couple of months ago at this point, have not gotten better. And uh, it's just not looking good for Alexa. Damn. Uh, I mean. And this this is this is stemming from, I mean, Alexa this year has had a very bad kind of injury stretch. I mean, she did go through that one large stretch uh, earlier. I think it was in the summertime where she just wasn't on TV at all. Or not on TV, but she just wasn't wrestling at all, uh, even yeah. on house shows. And I mean, obviously, she had no type of physical uh, altercations at all. The Survivor Series, there's nothing. I mean, they pretty much moved on storyline wise, as far as like people actually wanting to wrestle her. Like they've just moved on from that altogether. And uh, it's it's looking like they have winded her down quietly over the past couple of weeks. It, it's interesting to see because her role right now. I mean, originally she was captain of the Survivor Series team. She's kind of it. it I don't quite know what her role is currently outside of speaking during matches. Um, but you know what? I'm not opposed to her being the general manager of raw. I think she is someone, I think she's a character in the WWE. How, how is this different from page? <laughs> well, all right. No, no, no. Bliss is, bliss is like bliss. People actually generally hate Alexa bliss. Like page is like the cool GM. Like the cool, but no. Before this is before you. No, 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 no. This is before that. You said you and and to be fair, you you walked back those comments since sure. then. But you said in the beginning, you said you know we didn't get a chance to meet to to Miss Page, and Alexa is literally just getting into the role, and she'll probably just be in the role like as as soon as January starts. You know what I'm saying? Like, how is it different? Um, <clears throat> it is different. Because, nah, moving on, moving on. Uh, <laughs> first of all, first of all, first of all, let me tell you why it's different. Um, because I felt like Paige, the, the difference between their injuries, I feel like Paige's one was just like, she'll never be, it, it's a, it's, it's very like detrimental for her to just even be in the ring again. And I think she's young and I think she has a lot to still do in her life. I don't think she needs to wrestle, necessarily become a wrestler. She was 23, 24 when she had to essentially retire from the ring, she has her whole life in front of her. Alexa Bliss, I think she can still contribute in a sense. I think because she's such a very character-driven person, whereas Paige was a lot more physical. Paige was in the ring. I've been wrestling since I was 14 years old. I had my first match in the wound type of deal. Like, it's it's that sort of thing. I do think that Alexa Bliss has always, you know, her strongest point has not been in ring, as everyone says. Her strongest point has always been the character-wise. So that's why I think she could contribute as a GM the Raw, and I think it actually is a good idea. I'm not fully opposed to it. Um, be, I'm only full, not fully opposed to it because I think she will do a good job at it. Paige, I was just like, eh, I, I wasn't really with it, but she's done an amazing job since. All right. <clears throat> I, 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 I can see that argument. Uh, lastly, on, on this part of No Holds Barred, John Cena is set to return at a number of fucking dates next year. Uh, and, and starting at MSG on the 26th, a show I think you're going to be going to, Mills, are you not? 
Um, I'm gonna see. Yeah, I might as well. I'm not going to any other fucking show. So <laughs> he's working. He's working a whole week of the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th of December, which is insanity considering his schedule. Um, and that's these are shows in New York, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Tampa, Florida. Then he comes back on January 4th. He's gonna be working raw on the 7th of January in Orlando. Do you think this is like the start of like something that he'll probably like? He'll just gonna come back. Um, yeah, I think this would be the start of crazy John Cena program that we got like last year when he was yelling at the undertaker every week. Um, but yeah, I think he'll be back. The weirdest thing is that tattoo. Oh my God. He is too old for that tattoo. Um, what is it? What is that tattoo? It's like, let's see. It's like an Eagle or some shit, right? It's either way. It's like, you're like, it's too late for tattoos. It's too late for you for tattoos. Isn't I can't, he 41? He's like 41, right? It's too late. Not that it's like it's never too late to get tattoos, but when you're John Cena, it's a little bit too late to get tattoos. You were and it's always it's always like big and ugly and gaudy, like Jericho. it's ugly. <laughs> it just it says ghost on it. I don't know what else is on it. It definitely says ghost. I'm hoping it's like part of a film and he's just it's, like, it's not. It's definitely part of his life. <laughs> <laughs> part of his life uh this era of john cena i am not with but you think he's doing drugs no i just had to bring that up you think he's doing drugs you think he's think he's smoking uh um, he's smoking dope i think even if he was who's gonna check him like he's john cena if he smokes a little pot every now and then, I'm sure that's what Vince says in the media. He smoke a little pot now and then, like nothing's wrong with that, right? What if what if he's doing some dope? What if he's doing some real dope, like uh, some coke? You think he's doing that now? Hmm. John Cena just seems like to me he just got the he got the drug addict vibe right now. It's the hair. It's the hair and the body and the lack of like. We haven't. He's not in. He's not in like John Cena mode. Like he's not work. He's not in a working mode. He's kind of like in this different sort of. It's like single single dad John Cena is wild. It's like an alternative universe John Cena. That's how it literally feels like to me. It's like God, is this how he is in real life? Is this how he really acts? <laughs> uh. the but, guy, I mean, but you John- just said you just said that you thought that you would want to hang out with him though. When I said that. You said I think you said it last literally last week. I said I would want to hang out with John Cena. Yeah, you said he sounds cool or something like that. I think it was you said you. you Who the hell said that? I I think he sounds cool. You so cool to hang out with, yeah. Cool to hang out with. You might have been smoking dope. I do not remember that. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, you were smoking dope. You and John Cena smoking dope. Why would I say that? If you guys think John Cena is smoking dope, let me know. Let me know at OG Johnny Five on Twitter. Yeah, let him know. I, I think I think John Cena has definitely moved on to the heavy stuff. This Nikki Bella thing, or is this a, is this a storyline? I don't know anymore, John Cena, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but moving into Survivor Series weekend, uh, which I feel as though is a very successful weekend for the WWE in LA this weekend. I, I say so myself. You had two pretty good shows. Um, well, no, no. You had two. You had one great show. You had a. You had a pretty good show. I think Survivor Series was a pretty good show. I gave it like a. Yeah. It's like a seven point five show. Yeah. Um. But Takeover, uh, was to me a really great show. I think one of the strongest takeovers of the year. 
uh, in a year where, I, to me, I know a lot of people disagree when I said this. It was it was kind of like, eh, not as good as like other years' takeovers, but you know, your mileage may vary there. Um, what did you think the match of the weekend was, though, overall, before we start talking about everything else? Hmm. Tommaso Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream. You you feel very strongly about that match. I wanted to ask you, like, why you feel so strongly about that match. It's an amazing contest back and forth. I feel like they... I give them so much credit following Aleister Black and Johnny Gargano. Oh, yeah. And putting on the type of match that they did. In a different the, match, too. A different right, match. Right. Putting on the match that they did, getting the crowd. I had no expectations for this match. To me, I don't know what Tommaso Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream looks like on paper. But I feel like the theatrics, I feel like the story, I feel like, you know, getting the crowd into it, um, even the near falls to a sense, getting the crowd so into this match. I was just like, they knocked it out. To me, they knocked it out the park. It was mm-hmm. arguably, you know, is obviously Velveteen Dream's best match, in my opinion. It might be Tommaso Ciampa's best match of the year, quite honestly, from an actual wrestling standpoint. No. You're, Thanks, you're, now you're tripping. What do you mean? Tommaso uh, Ciampa, he had great Ciampa. matches at Johnny Gargano. I agree with that. But when you... In terms of just like, I feel like those are so heavy and story driven, and there's a lot of things going on between. I am so confused by you saying that, because I feel like Champa and Dream was just like a great wrestling match. You know what I mean? And I would, I would put I would put Gargano Champa two over that match any day of the week. I'd put to to, to me shoe in for top three match of the year Gargano Champa part one wrestling wise as well better than that. Nah. Nah. What? Nah, this was really good, bro. I was watching the same. I was watching the same <laughs> match. This was I, really, really good. I don't think that it was better than any of the Gargano. Not even the th- maybe the third one, not the first or second one. The first. You know what? I have a problem with the first one because to me it went very, very long. This and match was I, long. It was twenty-two minutes. That one went so much longer than that one. Hold on. I had a problem with the first match. Let me let me just finish what I'm saying. I had a problem with the first match because I felt like it went too long and there was so much like ridiculous stuff that happened. People were kicking out of insane stuff. To and me, he did the, the same thing and Dream kicked out of everything in this match. The elbow drop. They the, both kicked out of all their shit in this match, bro. No, but it ended up and they ended up like finishing the match. So the first Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa match what? went almost 40 minutes. Right? So that one went 40 minutes. I thought that one went way too long, in my opinion. Um, the second match also went close to 40 minutes. It's not that I'm, you know, cutting it down because it went 40 minutes, but I just, enjoy, you know, I enjoyed this match better. That's all I'll say. I enjoyed this match more. It's I not, felt like, it's, that's, and that's fine, but don't say it's, a be, it's his best wrestling match of the year. It's not. Ratings, ratings will prove that. Yeah, ratings will prove that. I guess, yeah, ratings will prove that. I mean, people's, you know own subjective ratings will prove that yeah. i think it's pretty i think it's pretty much unanimous <laughs> i think I'm, I'm sorry mules i think it's pretty much unanimous that this was is probably if you want to keep it 100 maybe his top three matches but not the best match he's had all year hmm. and and you know what and i and i'm willing to give that to champa because i feel as though he is and i want and i was going to say this like in a larger sense of the show he's him and gargano are like they're the the centerpieces of the, the show, like this was proven that they can get anyone over on that show. Anyone. This shit made you believe black could, uh, uh, this made you believe dream can win that title. Yeah. It takes two. That's to what do I that. like. That's what I like so much about that match. What? 
it's it's but it's not a better struggle than the Gargano one because even in the first one you didn't think he was going to win that match. I didn't. Been ex- he had been exiled. I had no expectations for the first one. I just knew it was going to be really, really good. And don't get me wrong, it was really, really good. I just felt like I enjoyed this match better. Um, I feel like it's one of his best matches. All right, I probably won't say it's his best match of the year. I feel like it's definitely one of his best matches um, of the year. I'll say that. Okay, all right. Agree yeah. to disagree. That's, that's your match of the weekend. I have to say my match of the weekend is Brian Brock. I think that's an all-timer in a way that the storytelling that you were, that you were looking for and the length of the match that you were looking for, perfect, perfect, you know, perfect in both senses. And Daniel Bryan just being a complete and utter genius and just the way that he sold everything, the way that he had everyone on the first 10 minutes of that match, believing that he was going, he was dead. I never did, but yes, but listen, but here's the thing again, subjective. So it's like, if you didn't think that, that's fine. But you at least have to respect the fact that he was milking it to make people... The, the, the crowd was dead silent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were dead silent in that arena that night. I've never heard Staples so quiet in my life. So the reason why I thought... I thought that match... Well, the reason why I didn't believe it is because I know Daniel Bryan's been thinking about this match for the last six years of his life. Yeah, well, of course I you, feel think, like about, of course you think about the, the practical stuff of it. No, no, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what's going through my head because... I think people were generally afraid, like, yo, he got dropped on his head. That nigga's done. Um, but I was like, Daniel Bryan has been thinking about this match for so long. For so long. I feel like literally since the day Brock Lesnar came back and the day Daniel Bryan became WWE champion or world champion or something, he knew eventually their paths would cross. It was supposed to cross at SummerSlam 2014. That was supposed to end up being the 16 suplexes thing that John Cena ended up taking. Um, it was supposed to cross then. It never got crossed. It literally took them over four years to get back to this point. And it literally only happened on a whim. On no, I, I, it, it was, I, I am on good authority that it was, this was always going to happen this way. Okay, sure. It was always going to happen. Um, but it literally happened, you know just kind of out of nowhere. There wasn't the grand, you know, build up. There wasn't the underdog versus, you know, Goliath. It was just Well, if you look back to the 2014 Cena match, that literally had like a 3 week build up to it. It wasn't really much either. But this was this this had no build up. Didn't yeah. have to didn't need one. It was it was delivered. Yeah, I I agree 100%. I'm just saying in terms of that there was no build up to this match. So, but I know he's been thinking of this match for so long. And okay, but what is that? Like I I'm tr- I'm I'm lost as to like what's the why point? I would like uh, to finish why? the point. <laughs> I think he was thinking of this match for incredibly long. To me, he craft he crafted the best match he could in his head over and over and over again, and I think this is a result of that. I think it was in a great match. I think they both looked at each other's. I think Brock respects Brian, obviously. Um, and Brian respects Brock immensely. And they wanted to have the best sort of, you know, real thrilling match that they can. And this was it. It's the, to me, the Morishima Brian for 2018. Uh, if you've ever seen a Takeshi Morishima, Daniel, Brian Danielson match from ROH. This was literally that. These are matches that Brian had his orbital bone orbital bone broken during the match, stuff like that. Like obviously he's not going to do that now, doing those types of things hard way. But like 
to me, just from the first 10 minutes of the match to the point where he had him in that yes lock for at least, I've never seen Brock sell that much for somebody. That's, that's, that's small. Red, red. I mean, I know you can't control that, but it's like, oof. Incredible. Just, it's an incredible match from start to finish. I think uh, of all the matches on, uh, that happened over the weekend, I went to the full five on that, and I, I have no shame on doing that. I, I think Daniel Bryan is the GOAT, and we'll talk more about him a little bit later on the show. Uh, but NXT TakeOver, uh, Los Angeles, War Games, whatever. Uh, overall, your, your thoughts on the show. Whew, okay, great. Other opening. than the other than the match, other than the match that we already talked about on there, great opening match. Again, the crowd hot. Matt Riddle knocking the hell out of Cassius Ono. I thought it was an incredible way to great start. Great introduction, great introduction for people who might not have seen him uh, on NXT TV. I feel like he should have done this that first match. Yeah. I feel as though they should they need to they need to cut that match out of that episode of NXT and put a video package or something in that. This is how you introduce him to the audience like this. The whole story is he is this lackadaisical, aloof type guy that doesn't really care about a lot of stuff. But when the ring when when the bell hit, sounds, he's you know he, he's a killer. Right. And I thought that that was the perfect way to show that. And a lot of people were upset they wanted an 18 minute match and blah blah blah. No. We're good. <laughs> we don't need that. There's no time for that. I, I love the, the way that they, one, fooled us into believing it wasn't going to happen. Uh, up to the point of the, of the show actually starting, if you watch the pre-show, there was actually an altercation between Riddle and Ono before the show started. Then the show starts, he comes out. Then, like, what, four, six seconds, he knocked him out? Perfect. I will never Great. watch the NXT pre-show as long as they have that tool on the thing. Oh, he's terrible. He, I will never watch the pre-show for NXT. When I see he's oh. gone, I'm going to... You can decide who you think it is, but I think everyone knows who I think it is. Charlie, Charlie Caruso, her face when he even talks is like... Even Sam Roberts is like... Uh, and Sam Roberts is a cool guy. Yeah. Like, I met him over uh, in Orlando for the 2K event. Like, he's a cool guy. A lot a lot cooler than I than I initially had thought. But like you can tell he's like annoyed and just really put off by this guy. He needs to be cut from the from the panel. I know somebody back there loves him, probably probably Triple H loves him. Um how did you feel overall about the the Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane um match? I, I it looks to be that, that they're gonna extend this feud a little bit more. I, I don't know where you go from here with either of them. Because if you're going to do like a three-woman feud, like which they're looking like to do with uh, Kyrie, EO, and Dakota versus the three horsewomen of uh, Shayna, Jessamine, and Marina, if, that, if that's going to go until at least the next takeover, if, if you think about it. So Bianca's going to have to wait a while. I think they should just switch out to EO. I don't think I think the Kyrie Sane part of this, you know, feud is over in my opinion. I think they need to I think they need to both go. I think both of them need to just Yes, I agree they need to be split apart. They don't need to be together. Yeah, anymore. I don't think we need to see this match again, honestly. Not for a long time. Um if it doesn't um, But I think that I mean overall as as a whole, I think it's I, I, I know that they want to do this this horsewoman stable. I feel as I feel like and, and I said it last week during the predictions, I feel like you definitely need time to build up this actual stable, to build up the and I know they've been friends for a long time, but you build up that sort of, you know, um you build up that relationship with the audience. You build up their relationship in the ring and how they just do things with one another. I mean mm-hmm. I remember the initial stages of the New Day. New Day was a thing like for like six months before we ever saw them on TV. 
And they were just kind of perfecting their relationship and perfecting. I'm thinking of another word, but I can't think of it right now. But they were just perfecting how they all interacted with one another. So it's genuine. So how it's real and it flows and everything like that. That's what I think they need time for in NXT, which is why if they're doing this with Shayna, I feel like they need to at least keep him. If Shayna is just left and left him high and dry, I would be like, what happened? Well, I'm just like, all right. I don't want her to be beating people that shouldn't be getting beat by her right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you know who yeah. I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think B- Bianca should be losing to her. I don't think EO should be losing to her. I think again, we're running into like the same problem that we had with Oscar because they don't want to put more than one, sh- you know, more than one women's feud on these shows. Yeah. I and it's and it's like, you've got, it's either Kyrie or uh, Shayna at the top now. And now it's like these other women are here and it's like, okay, well they need feuds too. And you don't put more than one woman's match on takeover. So like, what are we going to do? Like they need to really shake up takeovers. And I, Hey, if they got to be longer, I don't think anyone would complain about that. No. Like I think right now I want them to go because they are again, clogging up the top of the car. And if there's no other women's title, like a tag team title or something like that, then a lot of the women are like stagnating and wrestling Lexi Evans for like the 16th time. This is true. Or Nikki Cross, who, who, who's far beyond needing to leave that show. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, yeah, you know what? I thought it was a great match, nonetheless. Um, yeah, great I match. I thought it was a great match. Very succinct. Um, I thought the falls are creative. I love the end spot. I love, you know... you know, Fast match. Very fast match. Yeah, yeah. I could tell from the first couple, you know... First couple moments of the match that this was going fast, just by the pace. Yeah. Um, Eleven minutes, uh, and and Shayna got the the cheapy the cheapy non clean win. I I do think they do one more of the, these matches at least on TV. Yeah, they'll probably go on TV. I think they should have a cage match. I mean, to me, this builds up to a cage match if they really want to keep everyone yeah. out. It's uh, very old school. It's very old school in the way that they're doing this. Very like uh, flairish. Yeah, and, and I know that. Uh, look who's booking it. Terry Taylor, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. They're, they're booking the fucking matches. So um next match, Johnny Gargano versus Alistair Black. Whew. Uh but listen. That, that was an experience. From start, and I said that I think I tweeted this. I was like, at least they didn't start with rest holds. I don't think there was like a single rest hold in this match. Listen, I don't think they slowed down the pace in this match, but I'm more impressed. But I'm just as impressed as the match they created, but I'm more impressed of how they kept up that pace for so long because yeah. they really, it was really blow for blow for a very long time. Like blow for blow. I'm hitting you. I'm hitting me. This is the spot. We're going here. We're going there. We're going that. And they made it all work. And especially the final moments of the match. Oh uh, man. Fantastic. I mean, Alistair Black looks as good, maybe even better than he was before the injury. He looked very, he looks, he looks a lot leaner. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that much. I thought he moved a lot quicker in the ring. I thought he, he actually was conveying a lot more. The people, the crowd really seemed to miss him. And I, he has been pretty much off of, I think, the live events too. Mm-hmm. No, he hasn't been. He hasn't been because I, I know that I think Mark or Cyrus saw him at a, at a house show or, or a live event a couple of weeks ago. But um, they really seem to miss him because he has been off TV. He hasn't been there. But like even just the kicks, the strikes, he did a tope. Um, I, and, and again, this is a testament to Johnny Gargano he was able to craft or help craft a match where you got the maximum amount of Alistair Black's offense, but you still got to see 
how the change of himself was getting over. He was a very different wrestler this time around. Yeah. And I, and I thought that that got over really well. I, I really love this match. I think it was probably my favorite match in the show. Um, I don't think, I, I still don't think Gargano's a heel. After this, I don't know. I think he's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I still think like it was to me, it ended the way it ended where it was like, you just need to get your ass kicked and he yeah. got it kicked more tenfold. Um, I, I, lo- I loved it. Um, I, I really did love, and I think a lot of people loved it. I know, I know people hate the acting, but when you got Johnny Gargano, like that's what you're going to get. I really like the uh, Aleister Black, I absolve you of your sins, and he gives him the black mask. I, listen, this spot, one of the top five spot of this year, he gives him the, the spinning knee, then he gives him the black mask, Johnny lands on him, he picks him up with his foot, and gives him the black mask. He caught him with the foot. I keep saying that shit. He caught him with the foot. That was fire. That's some Chris Brown shit. That's exactly. Uh, we we already talked about Champa Dream. I think uh, obviously we, we we both think very highly of the match. War Games is something I was not so hot on. I knew I wasn't going to be. I uh, the match starts for like twenty five minutes. You you have action in the ring, but there's nothing you can do about it because you have to wait till everyone gets in the ring for it to actually begin. And then when everyone does get in the ring, it's kind of a clusterfuck of like, we're all trying to get our spots off and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I checked out during this match. Obviously I knew there was, I knew for the first 15 minutes of this match, I wasn't going to see a fall. I wasn't going to see any sort of peril. I just knew people, dudes were just going to be kicking and punching and getting beat down. So I, I kind of tuned out for the beginning, like first 20 minutes of this match. Um, the next 20, Still kind of rough to me, but it picked up towards the end. Yeah. Uh, after, I think, the Avalanche spot, uh, it got better. I think it should have just started but with that. too long just, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And the, obviously, the, to me, I, I think this should be obvious to anyone. They were protecting the shit out of uh, Pete Dunne during this whole match. Uh, obviously, Pete Dunne has a foot injury that he's had for a couple of months, and they wanted to keep him off of it. Uh, they did a lot of really interesting and uh, intuitive and really annoying as just not just for him, but as the crowd <laughs> or people watching at home, a lot of annoying things to keep him out the match. And he just wasn't moving as crisp as you usually see him. And I don't think he's been right for a while. And I think he needs to take a break, but I don't think they know really how to drop that title off of him right now because there's no like show to do that. Yeah. they. I'm sure they taped uk shows with him well he's not on the he's not on the the, the second set of taping so he's not going to be on that show until at least next year Poof. yeah so i mean i don't i don't know what they're going to do with that that belt i i would have them drop it uh at the next tapings the next nxt tapings are i think this week yeah. next week they're next week they're next week i think but do you want to have someone who has a UK championship and they have a UK show to drop the belt on a non-UK show. He's defended it on there before. Yeah, but um, he defended it. I feel like he defended it before there was a UK show. So now there's an actual space where this title actually matters instead of it being like kind of floating around in the universe. Now it's a place where they're dedicated talent towards this championship. It just feels, it would feel weird to me if he dropped it on regular NXT TV. Honestly. And somehow someone contended for it on NXT TV and then moved over to NXT UK. It would feel weird. Uh, honestly, I just want him to drop it so he can just move up and move away from the belt. I think he's done everything he needs to do with that belt. Um, 
had an amazing run. I think he's he's a great character. I'm ready to see him not be in NXT anymore in any way, shape, or form. I just want him to move up. I agree. Honestly. Uh, Survivor Series... Last, you know, I'm sorry. We, we didn't even talk, finish talking about War Games. I, I mean, that was a really cool spot where they walked towards each other. I thought it was cool. It uh, was interesting. It, the was, faces, it was hokey, in my opinion. The, the faces won... Uh, it ho- hokey, but you love the Champa Dream Match, which had literally all the car crash shit from like Attitude Era plus the acting. What are you talking about? Them and them completely beat up, and then deciding we're gonna meet up in the center of the ring, and we're just gonna scream like, "Come on!" Like that shit was fire. The the Velveteen Dream thing is theatrics of the dream. It's just the dream, baby. Come on. Oh my god! I I I think that you really love that match because I really do because Dream was in it. No, no, no. That's not the reason why. They literally made me believe that he was going to win. There is a certain thing that takes me out of the experience that it's a wrestling match and puts me into making me feel like a kid again. And that's kind of how that match did because it just for me it just like it, it popped me because I just felt like a kid again. I felt like someone who was excited for, yes, I was excited for the dream, but it was essentially just took me out of the space and just like, Oh, he could win where instead of me thinking like, Oh, he's going to win because you know, blah, 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 blah. It just, it just took me out of it. You know? Uh, sure. Sure. No, all right. Come on. I don't downplay your, I didn't downplay. I didn't. I didn't downplay. You know, if, yes, I, you if, I were to, if I were to downplay it, I say whatever. I say sure. I, I don't have anything. Else I to say, say sure. That is my thing. Did, did you guys hear this guy? All right. <laughs> anyway, Survivor Series. I don't want to go through all of this. Uh, this show because of, I uh, love the women's match. I said it would steal the show. In my opinion, um, what women's match? The five one five? Hell no! What are you talking oh, about? I was about to Ronda. say. Was about to, <laughs> Ronda say. Charlotte. What the hell? No. Of course. Yeah, I, I, I'm skipping right. I was like, yo, and if, I'm skipping a whole lot on this show. Um, bro, the, the women's five on before we even get to that, the women's five on five had a lot of potential that was squandered to me as soon as like Mandy was put in that match. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they kind of uh, they they made that match really bad. I think that Sonya and Mandy and a lot of the people on team. No, no. Listen, it's like this. No one cared about anyone on any of these teams, but Sasha Bailey. And Oscar, Naomi, and Carmella, and maybe Nia and, Jax at this point. And well, she got X Pac go away heat on that show. You but, think so? Yeah, I think it's. I think that's gonna follow her. It's heat though. It's good heat too. In my opinion, it's good heat. Like it's like, and I'm saying that like, to, in my opinion, it's like if you have this situation and you legit broke someone's face, and everyone is mad because you broke someone's face. And they're legit mad at you. It's not like mad because you suck. It's mad because you hurt someone that we love. That's like good heat, in my opinion. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. It's not like, damn. I mean, yes, and one, it's like, oh, she fucks up way too much. But you're mad. You, you, no one was mad at her fucking up before. Everyone was mad at her breaking B- Becky's face. Uh, well, a lot of the, the unsafe stuff people probably chalked up to botches before we found out that she was legitimately concussing and hurting fault. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's a difference. It was, it was tangible to us this time. It makes it so much interesting. I'm glad people are vociferously booing Nia Jax because after being like pr- pretty much like indifferent to her for like, yeah, it's like, come on. Like she was the big nasty person. It was like, are we really booing? Like, 
Nia Jax. She should be booed, but now to me, it's like now is the time where you turn it up. To me, in my opinion, now is the time where you turn it up. You say, "Oh, you you're booing her now. Let's make you boo her even more." You're gonna hate Nia and, Jax now. And they did that, and I and I thought that they did a really, they really they they did a really good job of like creating heat for her during the match, so that she could come in and win the way that she did. I don't think yeah. that she. I thought that the way that she won was fine. I just think that the middle part of that match with, especially with like Sonya Deville and Mandy who aren't exactly like up there with a lot of the women there yet. And I, and it's cool that they were put in that spotlight and they were given a lot of storyline time too, just to show off their breakup angle. But I, I don't think like, so no one really cares about Sonya Deville in, in that crowd. And it kind of killed the match. And I yeah. think that you should have swapped some of those eliminations and just had them go first and you would have had a harder match. You had Naomi go out first, which was like... Oof. Exactly. I would have had Sonya go out first and then Mandy b- because she was mad at Sonya for, or whatever. And, and then you have the match as, as, it, as it went. Because I think that people really love those three central characters. I think I just think that they, whoever booked that had the idea wrong of yeah. who, should stay in, who should stay in longer. But yes, Charlotte and, and Ronda to me was tremendous match even before the turn i guess we're gonna talk about that turn as well even before that it was it was just tremendous to me in my opinion um you can always tell when charlotte's gonna have a good match by the pace but the the early the way she's bouncing around the ring when she starts because this one wasn't just a this one wasn't just like oh we're about to have a wrestling match it seemed like a battle for survival and it seemed like a battle for like who is like better than who she gave um, Ronda. She gave Ronda her best match. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me tell you. Let me tell you. It was physical. Apologize to that to that woman. I ain't apologize. Okay? I had. To, I knew what she is. I had to do that. I'm not talking to you. All right. I'm not cool. talking to you. All right. I'm not talking to you. I'm saying we get some people got to apologize to her, man. She did the damn thing, and to and to me right now as it stands, she got three match of the year contenders. That puts her up there with people like. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, your mileage may vary, but Kenny Omega, three match of the year contenders to me. Os- uh, uh, the Oscar match, the Becky match from a month ago, and this match right here. This match was physical. This match had emotion. It was intense, which I absolutely love. Um, this one, it told a story, uh, especially towards the end. I mean, if they really wanted to he- get heat on Nia Jax, Nia Jax should be the one who beat the shit out of Ronda Rousey. But... Um, they're obviously going in a different direction with Charlotte Flair. <laughs> they're uh, gonna find, a, and, and I, I hate to be jumping ahead here. They're gonna find a way to do that at Rumble. They're gonna find a way to do it. Do you think the direction they're going with Charlotte will undercut where they're also going with Becky? No. You think you have to? You have to do something there. You have to do something. They have to there. meet up at some point, you're saying. Yeah. Like you like and not only that, but like with Charlotte, you have to if you're gonna do that, this is probably the storyline they had. And they're just me, moving it to now. To me, they haven't fully explored yeah, I agree. To me, they haven't fully explored why Charlotte acted the way that she did. She, and she, and you can't yet because Becky's not back. Mm. And they're on the and they're on separate shows. I don't think this undercuts Becky. What Becky can't be on the show. I think when Becky comes back, her heat will not be lost. I think when Becky comes back, she will still be the most popular character on the show. Do you think I, this is Charlotte turning heel or her? We'll, we'll talk about that on SmackDown. Because okay. I, I have a couple I have a couple thoughts about that. Um, okay. But I love o- the overall, match. 
Yeah, I love the match too. Um, I thought the men's match was it was eh, it was mm. middling to so- solid. I thought Nakamura and Seth they they did the best that they could, or Seth did the best that he could with what he had. Mm-hmm. Um, he willed that match to be at least four stars in my opinion. I had um, a dream that I had a dream that SmackDown was going to get sweet before this show started, and I'm waiting to see what the storyline purpose was that. For. What was that for? There were they there was no mention of it. Well, other than like the new day, there was no mention of like the sweet. Like yeah. Shane didn't do anything. Yeah. Like there, there was no mention of anything of the sort. He, he had like this tweet saying that some things needed to change and literally nothing happened. Nothing happened. Maybe they just you know what? We'll talk about it on the show. Um, let's move on to Raw. Terrible episode of Raw. Bad P U. My the, God. The top of the card of Monday Night Raw. Why would you start that match that way? Why would you start it? Why would you start it that way? Why would you start? So, it, so the idea was the idea was this, right? Let's just think of the the thought process here, and this lets me know that everyone was tired. So Baron Corbin comes out, and it's said that you know they have him and Braun are gonna have a, a TLC match, PU, uh, where if yeah. Braun if Braun wins, he gets Brock at Royal Rumble, and if Baron wins, he gets the full control of, of Monday Night Raw as permanent GM. Cool, whatever. It's been leading to that. That's fine. Yeah. So they so Baron says, I still got power. How about I do a handicap match with uh who was it supposed to be? Bobby Lashley and and, and Drew McIntyre. Handicap match. And Stephanie says, nah, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna Which make it what? <laughs> like, huh? What what? A six man what, when did you become a face? Anyway, so it's Finn Balor, Elias uh, okay, versus those three, the 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 well, Finn Balor and Elias on Braun's side versus the Baron Corbin and the other two. Um, Finn Balor, it's an and also it's an elimination match by the way against the final three people of the team of the night before. So Finn Balor is eliminated. Elias is eliminated like two minutes after. This is an hour long match if you're counting TV time. It ends up being a handicap match anyway, Bruh. Bruh. Bro, why? why did we start it like this? Why did why 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 why? Also, what? also, they were probably yes, they were probably tired. I'll give them that. But I'll um, give them that. Why and then you do this way. You you do a long you do a long closing angle. The match also doesn't have a finish. There's just no. a long closing angle. It's, a, it's an elimination match that goes an hour without a finish. Long closing angle where they injure, literally injure a uh, big show. Oh, not Big Show. I'm sorry, but same, same, wow. same dude, Ooh. same dude at this point, <laughs> and send him on his way because I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be on the show next week. I'm, I'm 80 sure he's not going to be on that show next week. And if so he is, where do we go if he's not on the show? You got to go, Finn. You got. He's the only person with beef with every one of them. I'm sure they're expecting that Braun will be back. So. If Finn is on the show, Finn is getting beat again to set up for Braun. Uh, because that, the way they've set everything up here is just it's a, like, the, the top of the car. And listen, I get it. But this is this is post-Roman Raw. Y'all wanted him gone. I know you didn't want him in this way to be gone. But, you, but a lot of people were like, well, what, let's see if Roman's not on top. There's a power vacuum. There's a literal power vacuum. Not even a power vacuum. It's just like there's no one built up. And they don't even seem interested in building anyone up there. It's the same shit in the, in the women's division. The same reason why you got Ruby Riot facing fucking Natalia. 
Like mm. for what? For what? You've got people there. Sasha and Bailey are there. Mills, they're there. It just doesn't make any sense. And, and you know, I, I'm usually the optimist here. What I saw in Raw, it's frightening. There is not another shakeup until April. Yuck. There is not another shakeup until April. What are your mania matches right now, Mills? I don't know. I don't have one. <laughs> it's all terrible. Uh, <laughs> what are your mania match? What, what I don't know. I'm not going. Con- I'm not going. So, <laughs> what is- <laughs> so yo, I don't know. What is your uh, what is your intercontinental match? Where's that? What's that look like? Yeah, it's Seth versus <laughs> versus Dean. Um, <laughs> got, at this point, right? It, but hold on, Mills. At this point, you got to give the belt to one of those guys, right? Yeah, I mean, they're they're yeah. the most popular guys on the show. To me, I would give the universe. Yes, the universal championship needs to become a Dean or Seth Rollins um, type Thing. of deal. Yeah, I, I just they're but listen. If Braun's gone. Or give it a Ronda Rousey you, shit. You gotta, you gotta pull an audible here with that, with that program, and have somehow, uh, somehow, like Seth loses the title and then he get, he moves on to to Brock or something like that. Or you do a three way with Brock, Seth, Dean, at Royal Rumble. If Braun can't go, because you got you got to change it. You got to change the match. God, it's it's a like the whole top of the card on Raw is a complete mess. It's almost. I, I get some type of weird joy out of watching see watching to see how they actually put these shows together now. It's weird. They should with no maybe, top guy. Yeah, no top guys. No top. Uh, guys. We talked about Nia Jax uh, and her fist. She 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 to, to me uh, as much as she's getting honestly, this heat. If they wanted to do something with the top of the card, highlight the women way more. You have a full. They, sh- they should. They're better. Right yeah. Now. You have Sasha. You have Bailey. You have Ronda. Cool. You have Nia. You might as well just go the distance with them for the time being until you've got Ember Moon doing uh main event. Yeah. <laughs> like what might as well what? go the distance. I mean what are you doing? Natalia versus Ruby Wright almost main evented raw, but um <laughs> Jeez, it did. It was the last match. It made a minute. Yeah, but then Dean came on and that wasn't a match. Yeah, that's the main event match. They closed the show. Do you feel as though Ron or, or Nia in this fist thing that she's been doing is like she? Remember when you said she it always feels like she doesn't feel like doing or saying what they write for her? Um, I felt like that so in like, a program, a particular program. Yes, I feel like she. Now that you said that, and I notice it all the time to a point where, like, when she did this fist thing on Raw, like when she was like facing off against Ronda after that weird. <laughs> yeah, she probably can didn't we, feel can it. We t- can we talk about the weird Ronda Rousey segment? <laughs> Where she ranted and it sounded like like an incel uh manifesto. Why is she not hurt? Why is she not? She got her neck stomped on with a chair wrapped around it. She got beat up by a kendo stick. She's got hit with a chair and shit. Like she should be done. She then then they made you wait a commercial break for her to face Mickey James in three minutes. Uh this raw's terrible. This raw is bad. Do we have the cute talk? Well, no, oh, hold on. I got. I got to get. I got to get to the Nia Jax part. I got to get to the Nia Jax part. They're like facing have... off, and she does this head turn. She does this head turn, and she like it's like a fake out. It's like a fake out, and then she puts her fist up and like dust her fist off. And remember, it was like, it was like, like you always said, she just doesn't feel like she wants to do anything. And I was just like, how do you have? You're the most hated you've ever been. You, you have the most reactions you've ever gotten in your career. And you can't even sell this one thing, and that is that you broke someone's face. It just doesn't like you want to do it. It's just this is a this was a terrible this was a terrible episode of Raw. Um, I thought the strongest thing on the show was the Seth and Dean stuff. 
that that kind of bookended the whole show. I thought the last yeah. segment was really good. The last segment was very good. The segments throughout the night, I wasn't a fan of them not getting them playing that cat and mouse game for the entire show didn't make any sense to me. To me, just do the last segment. I don't. I don't need him not finding him and then him giving up and then him coming back and then him doing all this other stuff. But I'm sure they had time to fill it all. So it's like, whatever. Um, so there was a line that Dean said in his initial mm-hmm. promo in the, at the top of the night uh, where he, he was saying that he believed that what was happening to the shield was part of the sins that, you know, it was, it was all them repaying the sins they did while they were, you know, murdering people on raw and smackdown and stuff like that uh one of the lines he said was uh i i guess this is what roman's basically having to face because you know basically alluding to his his cancer i'm saying it all wrong of course of course it's it's not exactly what he said it's, it's sort of like he said uh they ought to pay for the, the sins they committed while they were the shield and he proposed that maybe what wrong you know what happened to roman with his leukemia was part of that it got a very audible gasp from the crowd. A lot of, I don't see a lot of people talking about it today, but a lot of people were talking about it the night of. Do you feel as though that people was over? People weren't paying attention to Raw because it was probably bored out their minds. It was like top of the second hour. But um, after that, like it was over a brawn. Ugh. Do you feel like it was over the line at all? Or um, at, at first, I was like, oh. And then I was like, I was like, you know what? I, in, the, in the context I, of what Dean was doing, like you had to get the whole the whole night out the way. You know what I'm saying? For to understand why he, what that meant to him. You know what? For me, I'll say this in terms of how I personally feel, as opposed to like what it should be. Um, I wasn't offended by it, just because right. I know it's not something that he genuinely said. Um, I think it's just act, it's just a part of a script, a part of a show thing. I wasn't truly offended by it. I don't think, um, but my my um, my parameter for how distasteful things are really <laughs> it's different than most people because um, I have a dark sense of humor. But and not that this is funny. It's just that I just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't take it as fully offensive. I know what type of. I know what type they've done this before. So I'm not even, and they've done worse before. So it's not anything that sort of surprised me. Um, Even when we had that, you know, situation 10 years ago when Eddie died and Randy Orton is like, and you're going to be somewhere in the, you said it's very mysterious and it's like dead, just like Eddie. And I mean, I was 10 years younger than, I don't even think I fully, I, it, it kind of, for me reacted the sort of same way. It's just like, dang, this is the script. Um, and this is part of a show and I don't think, I think both of those wrestlers would understand. I don't think they're doing anything disgraceful to their family or anything like that. I think they're, um, praying, they're doing stuff to build a program and build a story. So I wasn't truly offended by it. It Just long story short, I wasn't offended by it. Yeah. I I think it, again, I said this, uh, before, like it plays into Dean's delusion. And I think I, I we finally understand where they're going with his um with his storyline here. He's delusional. And yeah. He is he's he thinks that what he did was correct, even though you know he he's gone off the deep end and he's looking for reasons to uh kind of connect and and figure that out. Right. Uh and I thought that the last segment he's a really good heel. It's been way too long. 
I think a lot of with a lot of these turns they've done, a lot of people What's have been that set smell, up. Bro, what is that smell? He needs to just bring that back every week. What yeah. is that smell? It was maybe it was just a, L.A. Maybe. All right, chill out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I thought it was a really uh, meaningful segment. I there's no uh, stipulation for the title match they have at TLC, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it should be a ladder match. I will say that much. It should be a ladder match. I think they don't want to give away a stipulation too early. Yeah, because these two might be in the main event. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they want to give away a stipulation too. Early. And yeah. they've done it all. They've done it all. Haven't they had a TLC match? I don't think. I don't know if they've had a TLC match, but they definitely. I feel like they definitely had a ladder match at some point. TLC. They've oh, they have all. had a TLC match. They've done a TLC match. I oh, know. That I knew it at TLC. I, they 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 have they have to have right. I don't think so. I think they've no, no. I'm thinking of the shield. I'm thinking of the shield match. I think of the shield match. They've had a hell in a cell. They've had a hell in a cell. They've had. They've had, hell they've cell. had a ladder match. Yeah, they had a ladder match in 2015. I remember it specifically. Uh, yeah, there's not much. There's not much they can do. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let, let's let's go into SmackDown and wrap, and wrap this up real real proper. Like, uh, first off, Miz, Miz, Miz and Meals, Meals and Miz, are they turning this guy? That that yeah. segment that segment was weird. Yes, they are turning him. They kind of had to, right? Um, after Daniel Bryan, yes, that asshole. Um, <laughs> how, do you feel, how do you feel about this? I I am not on board. I'm not on board. Miz is a likable guy. <laughs> is he? Did this segment was just really annoying. So um, do they do they turn Miz to turn Shane? Is that what you're thinking? Oh, shit, I don't even know. You know what? Part of me thinks like, oh, Miz could turn back like that. Like he could just beat up Shane McMahon or something like that or try to he use was a, He's an idiot, idiot on SmackDown this, this week. He, he's usually not this dumb. The Miz? Yes. Yeah. He, he's, he was, Granted, his best work is going to be as a heel. That's just it. But right. people like The Miz, whether they want to admit it or not. People oh like all right. Miz. Get to the point. Get to the point. People cheer the Miz. What are you talking about? I'm not. I'm not saying anything that's crazy. People are cheering the Miz every week. I hear the cheers. I'm like, where were you guys before? But you know, what? fuck it, whatever. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> but people generally, I do think he's a face. I there was a clip that the Staples Center put up on Twitter, which said, you know, no, you guys are awesome, and it was the Miz thanking everyone for being a part of SummerSlam week, uh, Survivor Series weekend and thanking the city of L.A. and all this other stuff. So I do think he's a face, or they're at least transitioning him to be a face currently at this point, which I don't think is the most terrible idea because he's faced all the <laughs> faces on the brand, and people want to cheer him anyway. And oh, okay, okay. I don't know about that. He can't thing with Daniel Bryan anyway, that asshole. Uh, weird segment there with Shane, though. Nothing actually solved. I don't think they're going to do anything like that until next week, I would Let, think. Yeah, let's wait and see how it happens. Yeah, I, it was a weird segment. Um, this, is, this seemed like a really tired show uh, yeah. to me. Um, Charlotte Flair and the Shades of Grey. We, we brought this up a little bit last time, or not last time, but a couple of minutes ago. But uh, Charlotte cut a promo where it seemed as though she was going to go the other way mm-hmm. then she went the other way <laughs> dropping eminem lyrics in her ig post and yeah Drake lyrics and then and like it, she uh she cut a face promo a complete a complete face promo and i there's a shades of gray there 
I think a lot of people are confused. I think a lot of people probably need to wait and see. But I, I, I count myself as one of the people that when they saw that promo and they saw this segment, they were confused. I'm confused because to me, why are we making Charlotte an edgy character? She doesn't need to be. She doesn't need to be. And there's already an edgy character. That's why I'm saying, that's why I asked the question is like, is this going to get in the way to Becky thing? Because to they're me, dif- they're different to me. I know, I, know I completely know they're different, but in a sense, it's like the company has always been, you know, a supporter of Charlotte Flair. And granted, yes, they're doing this because Becky's out. And a lot of this has to be done because Becky's out. But also in a sense, it's just like, you're doing this, you're having this big transformation with Charlotte Flair, someone who is, you know, a, a top person in the company. You just came out of a large program. You're, you're spinning this off into God knows what you're spinning this off to while at the same time, you're doing a Becky Lynch thing and Becky Lynch is going to cool down for a little bit. That's just happens when you're off the show for a bit of time. So she's going to cool down for a little bit. They're going to come back and it's kind of, you got to sort of, here's my I thing. I, I don't think, I don't think I just interrupt you. I don't think Becky's cooling off. There were Becky chance on Monday. Yeah. Becky chance on Tuesday. I think okay. there will there will be Becky Chance next Tuesday. I'm iffy about Raw, but they're in Wisconsin. But I but I think I do not think Becky's cooled off. Continue. I feel like it's just I don't think we need to turn her. To me, the focus should be Becky. It will be. The focus should be Becky. The Charlotte thing, I get it. I get it. I don't think she needs to be an edgy sort of entity, shades of gray. What are we doing? Who do, who signed the she aligned with, et cetera, type of thing. I think she's just as good being Charlotte Flair. Here's I, what they here's what they, they need to explain do. what's going on though. Here's what they shouldn't do. They shouldn't have them uh, t- t- like team up to face the uh, face the iconics. They shouldn't do that. They shouldn't be teaming up, up yet. for anything. I don't want them teaming up. Also, like- we, we we back to uh, summertime Charlotte with that iconics backs. Both of them. We're back to summertime Charlotte. I don't want them team. I don't want Charlotte or Becky teaming up. I feel like you keep them apart. Um, no, well, that's it, what I'm saying. They shouldn't do that. Yeah. They shouldn't do that. But I am concerned as to who Becky gets at TLC, though, if, if that is going to be a thing. Mm. They've, got three weeks to, they've got three weeks, and I think the Iconics tag match might be that thing. Which is, I, I would have to wait and see. Peyton and Billy might have just been a casualty of... of uh, and and what a and what a casualty! What yeah. a fucking casualty of that a casualty uh, of whatever is going on right now. But I, I but I don't think I don't think this is going to hinder Becky. But I think the thing is you, you have to do something. And Charlotte was already they had to speed up the broken Charlotte storyline. This is literally what was about to happen probably in that women's match. Mm. Remember she was refusing to be in it. Yeah. So this is probably they had to speed it up. So you had to get to get to there. You had to go here. I I do think that we are on the road to uh, Charlotte and Ronda at. Uh, Rumble, and I think you, the way that you get there, you make her, you make uh, uh, Ronda lose to Nia at TLC. I'm gonna be, a, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. I think she's gonna Charlotte lose. Ronda at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. They don't need a belt. They don't need a belt. But the thing about it is, they can't be in the Rumble if they do that. The storyline with Becky winning the Royal Rumble, which I really do agree with you, Mills. Like that should be the way that it goes. It's in danger right now unless she gets, unless she really gets Charlotte again at TLC. <laughs> And she loses. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it's. Listen, I have some type of carnal weird joy about how they're going to book this to get these matches to go the way that they want them to. Because obviously, you got to have it happen. And, and Ronda has to move shows. Um, but Daniel Bryan, 
How about how about how about Daniel Bryan? That was an artistic promo. To me, it was like it was art. That like, was he's speaking to, to his former self. That was to me um one of the most incredible you, you compare two two people that had heel introduction promos this week. You had Dean and you had uh Kind of, well, it, I wouldn't say it's kind of like an introduction. We'd already known he was, but he gave more of an insight on why. Mm-hmm. Dean and, and Brian. Dean's was a great promo. Brian's a unhinged, but yeah. Brian's was almost lucid. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, like, he believed already in everything that he was talking about. Flipping the fight for your dreams thing. Wow. Like, I commend him for doing that. And it all, and you know what's, what's crazy about it? It all made sense. His dream was what? To win the title. So he took his dreams and threw them and, and kicked them in the balls. Right. It was, it was incredible. I, I think that Daniel Bryan, just in just one week, he flipped the switch and he's the best again. <laughs> flipped the switch and he's, he's the greatest of all time again. And, and I really love that promo. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, whatever comes next. Uh, AJ Styles not on the show, not on Survivor Series, gone. What do you? Uh, there, there's been rumors that he's looking for a, a, a reduced schedule uh, for his resigning. It's been three years, man, since he since he signed the WWE. He's looking to resign in January. Do you think that this is uh, he's going to resign, or you think it's going to be a problem, or you think they're going to send him off? What do you, you think is going to happen? He's resigning. I know that for sure. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Whether they should give him a lighter schedule, they probably don't want to, but they have to. They, they kind of have to. Yeah, they have to. He's got to go. Uh, for the rest of SmackDown, uh, you had a new day. We don't whatever. need to talk about the rest. Of we need to talk about it. It, it. Nothing else happened on that show, uh, and that's that's pretty much it for this week in wrestling. Uh, we're we're barreling towards the holiday season. Uh, in the end of the year, it should be interesting to see where Raw goes. I hope next week. But as as for us, I say that every gonna, Raw, and then I sit down and watch it. I'm like, why did I? Hey man, why did I than, watch it on YouTube? It's better than watching Being the Elite. Uh, so yeah, until until next week, uh, meals. Hey man, Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Thank you again. I'm thankful for this show. Thankful for you being my co-host, brother. I appreciate that. I'm thankful for the same, my guy. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be all into lots of food that's going to make us sleepy and uh, hopefully a lot fatter. I don't know about meals. You you're on like some type of a cycle. I don't know if you're cycling off the HGH this week. No. Um, no, still in it. Yep. Right. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, no, I'm gonna eat until I can't eat anymore. <laughs> but until uh, until next week, as always, you can follow us at uh, RNC Radio Live for more shows and, and more uh, information and podcasts and playlists. We release the uh, the, the November RNC Radio next month, which should be coming out in the next couple of days, right? The RNC Radio? Yeah. For December. For December. The best of, right? The best of will be coming at the top of December. It'll top of December. Yes. It'll be the top of December. If you want to find out what is going to be the best songs of the year that we pick, all of us, all of us is picking. I'm making sure that everyone picks. I want <laughs> everyone to pick their favorite things. Even if you pick one, I want everyone. But yes, I think I filled that. I filled up the. I filled up the list, man. I filled it up. We I need everyone. So yes, we have that to look forward to. So please look forward to that. Um, 
We did a double shot of two belts over the last two weeks. So that's myself and Carlos. You can listen to that on, you know, two belt SoundCloud. We did, you know, there's still a lookout episode you can, you know, listen to as well. I think perfect play now on hiatus. There's plenty of, there's 30 episodes of perfect play. You can run back. RSPN is new every week. Late fees. We just had the amazing wrestling episode. Did you listen to it? I have not listened to it yet. Okay. Let me know what you feel when you after you listen to it. Gotcha. We talk about Ready to Rumble and the wrestler. Yes. But, um, With Jin Yamato. The, Jin from Yamato. The Times. That was incredible. Yeah, um, yeah so, we just have everything. That's, so, that's, yeah. Until, until next week, uh, happy Turkey Day, everybody. Be safe out there. Uh, don't do anything that I wouldn't do or meals would do. Uh, until next time, hey, for, for the age, I almost said for late fees. Which is, which is crazy. That would have been just ridiculous. I'm getting the shows made. We're, we're like ready for the holidays. But until next time, uh, for meals, I'm Justin. Peace out. Happy Rusev Day. <laughs>